Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Episode 10, Season 2 of the Universal Freemason Podcast. As always, I am your host, J.T. Asher, President and Founder of the Universal Freemason Research Society, which is a non-profit educational organization created to explore and teach Masonic philosophies as a means to improve society. <laughs> the Tyler has been dismissed, so come on in. There are no secrets here. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for uh, s- sticking with me. A uh, little bit late on the new episode here by about a week. I try to do these every two weeks, but um been working with uh, having to do some schoolwork lately as I'm pursuing my political science degree and I'm taking the summer semester this year. I'm just about done and about ready to hopefully get my uh, diploma by early next year. Um, uh, I've got about uh, 12 more credit hours to go. Um, So thanks for sticking with me. I had to write a, a comparative politics paper this past week or so and those things take some time and uh, so I appreciate you sticking in there that's why I'm a little bit late getting this uh, podcast episode produced uh, just wanted to add a little bit of a note before we get started in our study and opinion today and I want to make this very clear and, and set minds at ease and if there's any doubt Uh, The Universal Freemason Research Society's podcast uh, and or YouTube videos or anything at all that uh, we do comes to you absolutely free with zero expectations of any donations or solicitations for funds. There's nothing to join at all. Uh, We don't have a little little club here and a VIP section, if you will, anything like that. And we'll never pressure anyone to join any lodge or any other Masonic club or anything like that. Um, as a nonprofit, what we do here is a public service to hopefully teach philosophies that hope make you think a little bit differently than maybe you might be thinking now. Uh, maybe improve your way of thinking. Or at least, you know, cause you to see any given subject in a different way. Uh, so please rest assured that if you do choose to reach out to us uh, via any emails or direct messages on Twitter, you will not get put on any kind of mailing list since we don't have one. And, uh, or anything like that, or any solicitations or anything of that nature. Uh, what you will get is a reply from me personally, answering whatever questions that you might have sent uh, to me. Uh, or at least, uh, and if you haven't sent a question or if you just have a, a comment, uh, you'll at least get a reply from me uh, thanking you for taking that time to reach out. I know that time is precious, and when someone takes that time to A, listen to the podcast, and then be and more time to reach out. That is something that is not, uh, it's not lost on me, the effort that that takes sometimes in our everyone's busy lives. And 
please know it's appreciated and please know that um, I you know won't come after you with email after email after email looking for something in return from you okay so I just wanted to make sure that if you are interested in reaching out please do so freely I uh, appreciate constructive criticism uh, I appreciate knowing if this has helped you in any way and I also appreciate um, you know any kind of uh, direction that you would like to see the podcast go as far as uh, subject matter for a new episode uh, alright so keep that in mind if, if that's something and I'll give you the addresses to both my Twitter and and uh, email as you as I usually do um, at the end of the podcast today Okay, and with that and, and getting that out of the way, I want to let you know that today we will explore the 10th degree lecture of Scottish Rite Freemasonry, which is also known as the ELU of the 15. Uh, we're going to learn today that Freemasonry is not a religion and should never, ever, ever take place of religion ever. <laughs> but we'll also learn that Freemasonry is designed to enhance the religion of the Freemason, of the person uh, seeking the philosophies of Freemasonry. It's designed uh, to enhance your religion. So no matter what that religion is, it, it will enhance it. It will never, should never ever replace it. And... Uh, I just want to say, I hope you're enjoying this series of uh, lecture excerpts from Magnum Opus as much as I am. I, I'm really having a good time uh, making these uh, podcasts with, uh, with Albert Pike's um, writings um, this season. I think we're going to stick with it uh, throughout the, this season, uh, unless... Uh, unless anyone else uh, writes me with a better idea. But I'm, I'm really enjoying Magnum Opus, and I, I, uh, I really hope you are too. All right, uh, we'll begin our podcast proper <laughs> after our uh, new segment called Moment of Goat, since we don't have sponsors at this point. This is the Universal Freemason Podcast. I will be right back. Okay, and I am back. And let me also say thank you very much for 6,300 plays of this podcast since March of 2020. Much appreciated. And this last episode uh, took me a little longer to produce and get uh, uh, produced a new episode since the last one, I should say. Uh, you played that one uh, a little over 400 times, which is um, more than any uh, new episode that I put out um, since we started uh, in March of, of 2020. So uh, thank you very much for all of your interest in this podcast. It is uh, deeply, deeply, deeply meaningful to me that you choose to spend time here and, and listen to this. So thank you. Okay, well, Freemasonry, as I mentioned, is not a religion. Uh, let's read from uh, Bridge to Light once again by Brother Rex Hutchins regarding the lessons of 
the 10th degree of Scottish Rite Freemasonry. And Brother Hutchins writes in A Bridge to Light that the duties of the 10th degree or ELU of the 15th are to be tolerant and liberal-minded. And the lessons of the 10th degree are, Brother Hutchins writes, that ambition creates tyranny and despotism, and fanaticism creates intolerance and persecution. Brother uh, Hutchins also asked us to reflect on this question. Are you tolerant even of intolerance? <laughs> and, and that's a tough one, right? It's a paradoxical, actually, because when we become intolerant, uh, of a perceived intolerance, <laughs> then we actually become intolerant ourselves. So that's kind of a vicious cycle. So that's a tough role to, to hold there. And, I, and, and I'll be uh, the first one to tell you that I am terribly intolerant of um, intolerance. And I have uh, dealt with intolerance uh, from... Uh, in the workplace and I have dealt with intolerance outside of the workplace and either one is just as bad <laughs> so whenever I see someone else being treated in an intolerant way yeah, I get triggered uh, pretty easily and uh, but like I say then th that doesn't that make me intolerant well I well, gee I guess so I guess it does in a way um so let's rewind a little bit where Hutchins writes um, that ambition creates tyranny and despotism and fanaticism creates intolerance and, and persecution. And I'm, I'm going to tell you a, a personal story. Uh, so, and, and I mentioned this in some other podcast episodes. So uh, growing up, I was subjected to uh, going to an uh, evangelical church. And in that particular group, uh, everything and anything outside of the label of, quote, Christian was somehow inherently evil. <laughs> you know, uh, you don't read a non-Christian book, don't listen to non-Christian music, there was a lot of striper and res band in my repertoire back then, um, and uh, oh, and Lord help them help us when uh, I became a. Uh, I'm a teenager at this time. It's back in like 1980 through like 83, and I uh, discovered uh, air supply of all evil things. And oh man, when when I became an air supply fan and started loving that music and passing out those mixtapes, you know, that we used to do back then. I was so, I, I had horns to <laughs> these people. Anyway, uh, uh, you know, so don't, uh, the, our, our, the preacher there even would get in the pulpit and tell the uh, uh, pe persons like my mother, they were her, her age at the time, and these, these, um, these ladies and, you know, and men, um, grew up listening to Elvis, you know, 
And Elvis loved gospel music, and he put out quite a few gospel music albums. But uh, uh, this preacher that used to be the pastor of our church, you know, would even get up and say, don't even listen to that because he's not saved. <laughs> so anyway, so we won't even get into the chick tracks yet. Um, that's another episode. So what I witnessed there as a teen basically was the fanaticism leading to intolerance that we're going to talk about today in, in the podcast. Um, you know, in all seriousness, these are dangerous times right now, especially in the United States. Um, there's so much division and there's so many conspiracy theories going on. Uh, sometimes I feel a little, uh, frankly, a, a little unsafe, you know, professing my Masonic beliefs. Um, I have a Masonic tattoo that uh, I wear probably on my right forearm, the square and compass. Um, sometimes I'm a little, you know, uh, get a little afraid uh, displaying that, especially since uh, I display a square and compass on my car as well. And I come out sometimes and I find my car has been spat on right around that area. Um, and, uh, you know, and certainly at times um, I feel quite unsafe professing any uh, Jewish faith. I've, I've already had consequences with, regarding that by management at my workplace. And so, you know, <laughs> as well as some people that I work with. But these are really, really, really divisive and intolerant times. So, um, and I will just say, as persons trying to live a Masonic life, we have to be sure that we are not adding to the intolerance. And I'm preaching to myself here. <laughs> you know, not everyone looks, acts, speaks, or believes the same way. And uh, masonry, actually, is designed to applaud the diversity, not to shun it. And uh, let's go on ahead and, and read what Pike uh, writes regarding uh, diversity, the diversity aspect of Freemasonry. And this is from a chapter, this is from, excuse me, the 10th lecture, the 10th degree lecture from Magnum Opus by Albert Pike. And this is what Albert Pike writes. He says, Masonry is not a religion. He who makes of it a religious belief then falsifies and denaturalizes Freemasonry. Now let's stop there for a minute and uh, kind of talk about what Freemasonry is or an aspect of what it is. Now, we've spoken before on the esoteric side of Freemasonry. We've spo I've spoken before on the podcast that Freemasonry is not necessarily um, because you're a member of a lodge, you are a Freemason. So, And some a lot of lodges hate me saying this, and, and but I'm going to say that Masonic lodges don't own Freemasonry. Now, Freemasonry, in an esoteric aspect, is a spirit that all of humanity is welcome to tap into, uh, not just members of lodges. But when you take that spiritual aspect, that esoteric aspect of Freemasonry, 
And now you're paving a life um, religion out of it that somehow it will save you for the hereafter. And you're kind of crossing a boundary because Freemasonry doesn't exist to promise that. It promises to, uh, if the candidate, if the if the person following Masonic philosophy is true to it, it promises that you will improve yourself and then also as a means of improving yourself, you can't help but to improve society, okay? Uh, so that's so that's why Pike writes, writes, Masonry is not a religion, and he who makes of it a religious belief then falsifies and denaturalizes Freemasonry. So that's why, okay? Uh, that's my interpretation anyway. Uh, Pike goes on to write, Masonry teaches and has preserved in their purity the cardinal tenets of the old primitive faith, which underlie and are the foundation of all religions. And I will stop there again. Uh, so what he's what Pike is saying here. Uh, all religions are interconnected to one another. So there are similar stories between uh, Buddhism and Christianity, for instance. Um, remember, Buddhism is an older religion than Christianity. Um, in some Buddhist texts, Buddha is uh, reported to have walked on water and was born on the 25th of December. Uh, okay, and so when we get into Christianity, uh, you know, uh, Jesus Christ was reported to have walked on water, and we celebrate his birth, you know, in December 25th. <laughs> so, you know, we we have those two texts uh, shaking hands there. Um, and there are other examples uh, we won't get into to today, but there are a lot of texts that intermingle with one another. Also, Egyptian texts uh, kind of mimic the story of, of the resurrection of Jesus um, and the resurrection um, of Osiris, too. Okay, so we have all that intermingling with older texts showing up, older stories showing up in newer stories, and so that's why Pike says it. Um, Masonry has preserved in their purity the cardinal tenets of the old primitive faith which underlie and are the foundation of all religions. So uh, let's remember that. Uh, also, Pike writes this. Masonry is the universal morality which is suitable to persons of every culture and to the person of every creed. Masonry has taught no doctrines except those truths that tend to directly, that tend directly to, that te let me start that one over. Masonry is the universal morality which is suitable to persons of every culture and to the person of every creed. Masonry has taught no doctrines except those truths that tend directly to the well-being of mankind. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? So, what we're seeing here is all the rituals of masonry, 
all of the philosophies of masonry, all of the pomp and circumstance of masonry, are, they're all designed to teach ancient truths from uh, really every other belief system, you know, be it Islam, Judaism, Greek mythologies, um, stories from the Kabbalah, um, Kabbalistic ideas, uh, Egyptian mythologies, Christianity, Gnosticism, you name it. Um, Where there has been an ideal of truth that has been spouted, uh, Freemasonry and Masonic uh, philosophies have grasped tightly onto those and have um, instituted those in Masonic teachings and, and uh, rituals. And um, uh, we attempt to, uh, to use those to, as I say, show tolerance towards all, all ideas, you know, all truths, and use all truths and all ideas, not just one idea, to um, to help uh, us improve ourselves. That's what masonry tries to do. Okay, and so this is why it's important uh, to never degrade masonry by making it a religion, um, or even treating masonry as if it is a religion. Uh, because it only should enhance the religious ideals that a person brings into the lodge room if they're going to become a Freemason or become a lodge member. It should only en- enhance your religious ideas that you've brought with you. So, and uh, I always keep sort of a mantra, if you will, that, uh, you know, as I mentioned a few seconds ago, a few minutes ago, that masonry is indeed a spirit that's available to all of humanity. Um, and it's not a club or an exclusive domain where only certain people are allowed possession of masonry's truths. Um, Freemasonry, the spirit, wants you to have a good life and to be happy and to improve yourself. Um, it also wants you to open your thinking so that you can improve the lives of those around you. Now, that's not to say that Masonic Lodges don't have secrets. They certainly do, and uh, Masonic Lodge members are obligated to not share those secrets with you. Those secrets, however, aren't anything sinister. It's more like how a Freemason enters the Masonic Temple how do we really know that you're a member of a, a lodge? There's certain methods there. How a Freemason would greet one another is also uh, really something that's semi-secret. Um, but I think most of uh, the world has an idea how we do that. <laughs> so there's nothing really that secret there. But um, anyhow, um, don't treat masonry as a religion. Let it enhance the religious ideals and the spiritual path that you're already on, and that will take you miles and miles and miles ahead. So, uh, well, that's going to do it for this episode. I think I've rambled enough. Um, uh, I uh, really, honestly, I hope you've en- enjoyed uh, these episodes as much as I have, uh, as I mentioned. Studying Magnum Opus has been a, a real treat for me, and I have uh, really been enlightened by delving into Pike's work on, on 
magnum opus and getting into these lectures. Um, and I hope that, that you have too. And I hope it's okay that uh, we continue this season in that direction. Uh, but if not, drop me a line. Here is my email address. It's Universal Freemason, one word, 03 at gmail.com. Let me know what you think there. You may also direct message me on Twitter. Um, Twitter handle is at the letter U Freemason. So thank you so much for joining me today. I am your host as always, J.T. Asher. This has been the Universal Freemason Podcast. Go in peace, so molt it be.